If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey everyone, welcome back to another Remap interview. We've had a great time uh, doing a bunch of these on the podcast feed since we made that transition from Waypoint uh, to remap, and I am glad to have someone else joining us this week. Although I don't know when this podcast is going to run. We recorded a bunch in advance, and so this will be in the mix eventually, and who knows what things will change between now and then, between Ubisoft comments, Xbox maybe getting out of physical, but uh, we'll try and touch on a little bit of everything uh, with John Smith, who is the head of retail over at Limited Run Games, a company I've uh, mentioned a number of times on the podcast, because I feel like a lot of what they're up to is is kind of foretelling where the video games industry is going because other industries, other mediums like movies have already trended in a direction in which we are likely headed to a, however sad, world where there are fewer guarantees that a game you like is going to get a physical copy. But if it has a sort of cult status or uh, a niche or it has an audience, there's a chance that you could get a limited run of that of of that game uh, in order to in order to get access to it. So on that wonderful dad joke, look, you got a two year old, I got a seven and a four year old. So like I got, I had to sneak one in there somewhere. And I promise you, I didn't write that down. I was not reading from a sheet. That is just right off the dome. Just uh, just just the good stuff from Patrick. But John, thanks for joining us. Thanks for letting me be here. I see what you did there. That's just uh-huh. man, oh, it's so good. <laughs> But I felt I felt it coming in. I you could I could like there's a there's a the dad joke sometimes arrives and uh, mm-hmm. you just you I, I could have suppressed it, could have not I said saw, it. I, I saw I saw the groundwork being laid like a heated driveway, <laughs> and I, I knew it was coming. <laughs> See, that is a true remap listener knowing a, a heated driveway reference. Uh, you know, obviously there are many things we could talk about in in the world of video games, but I just have to know, John. Like, are you pro or anti Justin Fields? Honestly, okay. Real talk. You're from Chicago, no- so I had I had to at least <laughs> completely side uh, like sidebar this conversation right off the bat and see. And establish I, I your, was uh, half expecting a Justin Fields or a a Kelsey question, like uh-huh. you know, with Taylor Swift being out there. I was like, it's gonna be one of the two. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Uh, he's a he sure does play football. <laughs> he sure does. He, he throws he the ball sure and he sometimes does. runs it. Ah, that's yep. uh, the next gen stats uh, tells me that is that is true. Um, yeah, it's like I would love to have an opinion, but <laughs> it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, the Bears are the Bears. I I appreciate y'all giving me the updates, so I don't have to check in and be uh, sad in real time. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, you, yeah. Well, you uh, you know, being a Bears fan is just being uh, perpetually sad, but we can be that vehicle to process. The sadness for you, so you can focus on uh, perhaps more meaningful things in your life than the, the Chicago the sports Bears. pod uh, can be catharsis for many of us. So yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, so you are the head of retail uh, over at Limited Run. What does that What does that mean exactly? Once you break it down for folks, um, it's jack of all trades, master of hopefully some. Uh, <laughs> long, long, short of it. Uh, basically I oversee all of our wholesale stuff with our mom and pop shops. So if there's like a local game store that, that orders some of our product in, they're usually talking to me, uh, also deal with obviously all of our retail footprints, which means packs, San Diego comic-con. So if we're at one of those big events, I'm probably going to be there in some capacity, making sure nothing is on fire and everything is going the way it should be. <laughs> and then as of a couple of years ago, almost at this point, almost two years, um, our brick and mortar store. Uh, out in Cary, uh, North Carolina. Uh, so between 
talking with a bunch of folks all over the country, traveling and also <laughs> running a video game store of our own. Um, I, I keep myself busy, <laughs> more or less. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, I think most people, when they think of the term retail, they think of the thing that probably you maybe interface with the least, which is probably the, the actual physical single store you have in one mall that I think, I think I saw this correctly when I was looking through the, some images like on Google that is, I get it's closed four days a week. It's just a Friday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday joint. Yeah, no, it's um, what I lovingly refer to as appointment shopping. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, like if you want to come to the store, we're open on the weekends, bright neon, <laughs> crane games, smell of popcorn. I'm, I'm not kidding. We have an aroma thing that makes it smell like popcorn because that's the vibe we're going for <laughs> um, but no but yeah, actual no. popcorn being being created on no the, on i site. tried to pitch that at one point i was like you know we could save money on all this wax burning and just buy <laughs> like a popcorn machine that i could hook up in the back and just we could snack on it all day it gives my team mm-hmm. something to be excited about and evidently something about food safety they were like john we can't we can't have a popcorn <laughs> we don't want to poison the 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 the, the fee- people coming through i have a question though then very specifically because you mentioned a claw machine i have look you you're mm-hmm. not there yet your kid is younger you'll get there mm-hmm. this will torment you and maybe as a result of this conversation you'll change your policy in your store based on what you say you might you might answer correctly you could answer incorrectly i'm not sure we'll get there but claw machines are delightful they're also a nightmare. They're specifically engineered to, if people don't know how a claw machine works, generally speaking, like it's has very little to do with skill. It's just when you put the money in, is that <laughs> son of a bitch tight enough because it alternates the, the grip on which it's going to grab the material over time. And that's, okay, that's, that's, that's the game. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. like, so that mm-hmm. they don't immediately go out of stock or one person shows up and takes everything out. But you know, they're expensive. They're never a quarter these days, John. They're a dollar. They could be $2. And you know who's fucking bad at claw machines? Like a seven-year-old. And so, you know, we went to, I, I say all this to say, I was in Wisconsin uh, this weekend and we went to uh, a restaurant and they had a claw machine. And I was about to say no until there was a very important sticker on that claw machine. Play until you win. And I said, fine, you can, you can go to that claw machine because I know I'm not going to have three out of four crying children because we've burned through $20 and have nothing to show for it. So you tell me what's the rule on your claw machine at the store. Okay. All right. So here's, here's how this works. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be frank with you. I feel like we are being open with one another. I don't want to lie uh, to the public. It is a claw machine. It's a dollar a play inside the claw machine. Our exclusive stuffed animals, the Shantae stuffed plushes that you can only get oh, at the store. Okay. So they are incredibly unique. All right. And so that being said, I the way we, we set our, our machine is fair. I'll say that. We've we've I've had to refill it. What can you it. set? What can you what can like can you adjust how much you're, you're exploiting the people? But I'm sorry, the wrong term. I'm, the I'm, part the, the, the the paying customers of your establishment. Can you adjust the parameters <laughs> of it? Like essentially so, I might be breaking carny code, but I don't think I don't think that applies to me. Um, breaking kayfabe here. So no, on a claw machine, you can adjust the grip at two different points. The grip at how tight it is at pickup, and then how tight it is it holds it when it gets to the top. Oh. So think about it. Like when your goes down, right? It grips, mm-hmm. holds, and then it gets to the top, and then there's that waggle, right? And you arguably want to make sure the grip is also tight there. Now, part of the "Quote unquote" fun of a crane game is watching it fall because you were yeah, oh so absolutely. close. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. As a, as a thir- as a thirty eight year old, I I I, I understand <laughs> yes. that. I've just gained a and new so, I, I've gained a new appreciation for the frustration of the claw machine through the eyes of of my children and how quickly the singles just disappear. Yeah, no, it's I we literally before we opened, not when I say two days straight, I don't mean someone sat there for like. 48 hours playing the crane machine. <laughs> but during, before the store opened, we had a bunch of our folks from the company come through and I was like, okay, guys, we're tweaking settings on this thing. I need to make sure it's fair because <laughs> we are going to have kids play this thing. Like I need to make sure that it rides that line of like, it. it's like, uh, it, is, the, is the crane game terrible? No, 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 no. You're good. Take, give it another go. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> but how, what is the, how do you, how are you adjusting? Like what are the numbers on it that you're, shifting see, this is this see it, it's uh patrick it's a knob it's two knobs it's, a, it's just two knobs it's, it's just it's like hard and easy like essentially yeah, i mean it's like uh, it's like it's like hey more grip 
less grip. Interesting. <laughs> and, and we just, I just go, a little more? Well, I came out of this looking up how much this little claw, because it was, a, it was like a mini UFO one. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really delightful. Um, and it looks like I'd, I could buy one for myself for like the low, low cost of six fifty. Um, and then I, but I was like, my, my kid was like, if you bought one, what did you put in it? Toys? I was like, I don't know. Like, if, uh, can I put beers see, in there? Like, see, is that like, no, 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 uh, no, so no, I no. could shake a beer up as it goes along and gets <laughs> dropped into the machine? You, you got to get big brained, parenting big brained. Uh-huh. You got to, yes. they get in trouble. You put their stuff in there and it's like, you can get it That's back. True. When you, when That's true. That's true. That's true. I like it's this. It's like this that, is that chore money that you've earned. Mm-hmm. Guess what? You can put that right back into the crane machine to get your, get Dang. your controller back. And I've got the keys. So, uh, this really, this really works in my favor. Um, uh, <laughs> back, back, back on track. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to whatever track that we're, we're on. Uh, the reason, you know, you reached out because of a conversation we did on Remap that was in light of some comments from an executive at Ubisoft about, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, I say the quote was a little uh, clumsy, but it got at a general trend in that we're seeing in video games, which is, and we're seeing this in all media, right? Like I, I see this with my yeah. kids, like um, trending towards this understanding, uh, this expectation that, uh, you're going to be able to access kind of whatever you want at any time. It's in digital. It's through an app. And the idea of physically owning, whether it's a book or a movie or increasingly now video games, like that, that's going to be a, a rarity um, or is going to be broadly handled by companies like yourself. And that most people, for most people, they will be okay with whether by choice or just trend line. And it's probably a little bit of, you know, it's, it's a bit of both. It's, it's companies setting ourselves up in this direction, but also it, you look at the habits of young people and like, they they don't seem to take issue with it. Um, And so that prompted you to reach out to me and then us to set up this conversation. But I wonder how, how would you describe how limited run views themselves? I guess now as we increasingly head towards a world where this feels very real, there are forces at play that aren't going to stop this. And it seems like you guys are a cog in a new machine that's going to kind of represent where a lot of video games are headed 10 years from now. Yeah, sure. Uh, it's it's funny because uh, our motto at the company has always been forever physical. That's, that's just sort of been the mantra going forward with all of us. Um, we sort of come at the whole current situation, but even before then from two different places, really. Uh, the first is obviously the there is the preservation standpoint of just like being able to sit there and ha- have access to that thing. Cause I mean, Lord knows how many times we've done the Netflix HBO max thing of, well, I, this was streaming on here before and now it's not et cetera, et cetera. The, the digital storefronts come and go Nintendo taking down the different e-shops and all that stuff, right? Like people get concerned about like, Hey, if I bought a thing, do I actually have it? Right. And yeah we wanted to make sure that we were giving a creating a product that you could sit there and go, no, this is, this is mine. I have this and I know I'll be able to play it. Um, part of one of the reasons that I got brought in uh, a couple of years ago was I believe there is a power in, and I, I, going back to the kid conversation, I think this is full circle here. There's a power to holding something in your hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you sit there and being able to, you can look at a game on a digital storefront, right? Whether it's PSN, Xbox, Nintendo online and be like, I think I want that, but I'm not too sure how I feel. But when you pick physically up a box of something, right. The power of being like, Oh, this is in my hands. I can have this now. (laughs) The, the magic of just being like, ah, I could walk out the door with this (laughs) and just have it. Um, There's something really special about that, right. There's something really special to being like looking on a shelf and seeing your collection of whatever it is you're into. Right. Um, I know you're a horror movie guy, right? So I, you, mm-hmm. know, you look at yourself of the different movies you're on and sort of there's there's a pride might not be the right word. <laughs> there might be some shame for some of us for how big the, <laughs> the shelves can get. But just being like, hey, yeah, this is this is the stuff I I love and I care about, right? These these are this is my hobby that I'm super into, right? Um the games I have on my shelf or like the books I have on my shelf, right? It's like, hey, they for better or for worse, say something about me. Cause I'm like, hey, I have these. <laughs> and you can look at them and you can get a read. Uh, from someone <laughs> about someone from that. Um, and so we like being able to provide that sort of feeling 
for others, right? Uh, and then obviously if we're able to do like some higher end collector's editions or something, right? Like something they can be really excited about. Where it's like, hey, I really care about this game. I want to display that. I want to show that, right? I want to be able to celebrate that, right? In some form or fashion, you know? Um, but yeah, like we care deeply about being able to produce something and let people have something that they know that they have, period. End of story, right? And obviously with the way things are trending, it makes things more interesting for us. Like, not even going to lie, right? <laughs> uh, the, yeah, talking about whenever this comes out. Yeah, the, the is Xbox still going to make a box, right? Is the PlayStation whatever... And that box could be a couple, depending on the week you're talking about, that box would mean, are they putting out games in physical form or like a literal console 10 years from (laughs) now? Right, exactly. But it's it's moving in that, that, you know, however fast an Xbox gets there versus a Nintendo versus a Sony, like, but everyone seems to be on roughly the same Mm -hmm. track. Like, within our lifetimes, like, will there always be hardware boxes and will there always be physical boxes containing a game or some media on it? Yes, but it does seem to be trending in towards the collector, the mm-hmm. hobbyist, as opposed to what most, how most audiences, regardless of medium, like do their day to day interaction yeah. with it. I mean, it's what we look at is we see this going similar to, I mean, ideally, knock on whatever piece of wood around me, right? <laughs> is, I mean, most people listen to their music on Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube Music, pick your poison, right? Um, but vinyl came back in a really big way and has been back and has remained back in a way that if you told me 10 years ago, hey, by the way, LPs are going to be a thing again. And that's how you're going <laughs> to like, that's going to be the the niche way to be like, hey, I'm into music. Look at this. I'd have been like, why? <laughs> like that's what? <laughs> like, I remember the last time I saw a record player was, you know, but hey, that's how it went, right? Because that collector market, um, and more importantly, that those passionate fan base, like music fan base, right? Sort of showed up for that as a as a medium to be like, hey, no, like we think this matters, right? And we think that physical products in the gaming space are probably gonna go a similar way, right? Just like, hey, yeah, the people who get and buy our games, right? They're the games that we produce or make, right? Are ones who are passionate about it, right? They're ones who care deeply about whatever the title is or about, I mean, we have folks who have bought effectively every single game we've put out because they have that that collector bug to be like, oh yeah, this is title number 528 and I have the other mm-hmm. 527. And by God, I can't stop now. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I mean, sure. Yeah, no, that's right. You should, yes, by all means, please and thank you. Uh, <laughs> just, but yeah, like we, I don't think anyone would argue that gaming is going towards a much more digital space. I mean, the, it happened to music. It happened to movies, right? It's happened, uh, I mean, even in the comic space, right? I mean, people have Marvel Unlimited, whatever the DC one is. Mm-hmm. Um, things are moving increasingly digital, right? But in all of those, you still have 4K releases of movies, right? You still have print comic books. You still have... Uh, like I said, albums coming out on vinyl, and I mean, you still find a CD release every once in a while if you're if you're real crazy. Uh, yeah, if you're, if you're Taylor just, Swift, you know what I mean. Like, like, I feel like I feel like you can t- like tell that to as like when you go what, places like Target, like what are right. they still putting out? They're only putting out the things that they know. X, not you know, they got enough data. Mm-hmm. They know like what what's going to move. And I feel like whenever I go, you know, they're all saying God bless Taylor Swift for her to re-release all these old albums over. So like we could right. put up a big Taylor Swift standy and, I, and that moves. But it, I feel like a lot of that, you're, what you're getting at is like a sense of scale, right? Like one of the mm-hmm. huge shifts that's happening here. And I, I have to imagine you've witnessed some of this as the company has expanded and gotten into different things is, uh, it, you know, uh, why did like something like E3 originally exist? It was to try and get a sense of the scale of interest in mm-hmm. a product so that when you had to physically produce an expensive cart, you could budget appropriately. And then uh, as the the physical mediums got cheaper with CDs, DVDs, and things like that, it was very easy to just produce as many as you want or need and because the actual production. But like, uh, you're, like you guys have come at it from the other end where like how do we produce the least like amount of them <laughs> to scale up over, over time? But like the death of physical is as much a – audience 
uh, habitual change as much as it's like a cost, like effect, like mm-hmm. it's just at the end of the day, way cheaper to just run server farms and to play to pay pa- platform holders than it is to create physical boxes that what do you do if they don't sell if a, if a digital game doesn't get sold you don't you don't take a loss on it it's just a sale that didn't happen but a box that needs to like be reclaimed like that becomes mm-hmm. uh its own problem oh for sure i mean it's it like i said the, the way we we go about it right is is a thousand percent that i mean people ask they're like oh yeah like you guys are doing all these different collector's editions all these different things right and the funny thing is, is that we always have to remind folks, we're like, hey, uh, a lot of stuff <laughs> goes into the production of all of these different things, right? Um, we we don't manufacture uh, our little uh, standees or our little uh, pewter statues or any of that stuff in-house. We work with other partners to get that stuff to us, right? And Obviously, the costs of all that stack up over time. And so it's like, hey, yeah, making sure that we are producing by doing a limited number, we're able to sit there and actually maintain cost in the way that things stay not just viable for us, but be successful. <laughs> mm-hmm. What have you um, no? Because you go to you know things like packs, you go to these events where you see people in person. You have you run a store. Uh, imagine like a lot of your demographic are people like roughly the same age as you and I end up, right? Like we're talking like late, like late thirties, forties, fifties, people who are nostalgic for a certain era. There's a reason certain eras of video games are the kinds of stuff that limited run uh, often specializes in like a, uh, you know, collections of, of older school games and things like that. Um, what do you notice about like the kids that come through? Like, cause I imagine a lot of these people are bringing their kids with wanting to either because it's on the way to something or they want to mm-hmm. share it with their kid. Um, I, I wonder like what, what you notice Cause you, you mentioned this idea that there is something sort of magical and we feel it, but it's mm-hmm. like an open question. I'm like, will like f- future generations, like younger generations still, f- still feel that. And I have to imagine you must see like physically see this sometimes with it's, parents coming it through with their kids. It's arguably one of the, when I get to be at the store, it's probably one of my, my favorite parts. It's why I've been in like people facing industries for God knows too long at this point is I, that moment of like when a kid sees something that like just makes their day. Um, I mean, one of my kid like just sees his favorite bear and he forgot that it was there because his object permanence is two <laughs> seconds. Like, and he's just like, Oh my God. And I'm like, yeah, I get to see You've that. Been work gone too, my whole is, life. Barry. Right? <laughs> Mr. Bear was gone. He was, was gone. <laughs> disappeared. Um, but no, like kids come in the store and yeah, sometimes it's because they were running around the shopping center and saw big pink neon lights and were like, mm-hmm. Yes. Hello. You're speaking. <laughs> you're speaking directly to my child brain. <laughs> I'm seeing pretty colors. What is this? Or sometimes this is yeah. Like dad has brought them in, and he's. We do. We have obviously a retro collection there because hey, you can't have a physical store that cares about physical media and not do do the retro thing. And so they might be coming in trying to find an old like '64 cart or something, and then the kid walks in, sees just these walls of games. And books and like stuffed animals, you know, different stuff, right? Um, I, I've yet to see a kid that's walked in the door and hasn't had that glazed over look in their eye of just like, oh mm-hmm. my gosh, you know, deer in headlights, just like, what is this place? And yeah, no, I mean the 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 fun part of just seeing them find something on the wall and then just sit there and just run to their parent and be like, hey what's this? This looks cool. <laughs> Cause I mean, you can't, you can't even do that like at target or like Walmart or even hardly GameStop nowadays. You, no, being able to actually pick something, something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So being able to sit there and grab it and be like, see the new, like a uh, see shredders revenge or something, right? This turtle's going to go, it's turtles. And it's like, yeah, it is turtles. It's pretty <laughs> sick. Like, um, and just seeing that excitement there, right. Is, is something that like, Hey, yeah, that's, this is why I, I do do what I do, right? It's just like, yeah, man, I like I like making people smile one way or another. <laughs> and if that happens to be through video games, that's that's fine by me. Um PAX is such an interesting thing in the con scene for sure. Because yeah, at the store we'll see a lot of families and we'll see obviously fans who have like traveled in because it's the only limited run store out there. 
Um, it's where we'll have stuff that's obviously been long off of because everything's all pre-order based, right? And once those right. are shipped out, that's it. So, hey, the store is the only place you can pick up something that you might have missed, uh, assuming oh. you have any left. <laughs> yeah, um, you must have people flying across the country, like, because they missed out yeah. on, on one, have, one or other thing. I have a couple guys who come in, one from New York City, I see one from Cali, who fl- come in every three or so months. <laughs> one guy shows up. And it's like, I say it's cool. Like mm-hmm. it couldn't be me, but I say it's cool. He shows up with a suitcase and he's like, listen, I was like, yeah, I know. And he will literally buy, fill up the suitcase with the games. And that's, he flies back on his, like after his meeting with his suitcase full of limited run stuff. And I'm just like, man, thank you. That's awesome. Also, <gasps> if I did that, my wife would kill me. Like just, amazing. Um, but yeah, so like you get you get that action, right? You get the families, you get the people traveling into the store. Uh, current record, I think, is New Zealand, Australia. Anyway, okay, neither here nor right. there. Um, PAX and SECC, NYAFCC, pick your pick your con, right? Mm-hmm. It's super interesting because obviously a lot of people of varying ages come to like PAX and different things, right? For tons of different reasons. Some people come for the board game stuff. Some people come for the panels. Some people come for like I said, the, the merch and everything. Right. Um, and we will see massive just age range and the folks who come because obviously we don't just do, you know, like we've done like the Castlevania advance and Contra collections and stuff like that. Right. But we've also done stuff like night in the woods or unpacking. Uh, we did the physicals for moon, um, obviously the inspiration for undertale and all that fun stuff. And that gets a different fan base coming through. Right. And so we'll Mm -hmm. have, you will see specifically that the two types of customers come through. It's like, Oh, Hey, I need to get the, I saw you have this collection, this collection, this collection. That'd be awesome. And someone's like, I heard you had unpacking here. And it's like, I do, <laughs> I do have unpacking. Would you like the cool cardboard slip case over it to make it look like it's a box? Like, wow. There you go. It's adorable. Honestly, I'm not even gonna lie. Um, it's also real hard to get out once you get it in there, but it is a box. <laughs> and I, don't, I don't know what you were expecting, um, but no, like you'll have all sorts of different folks come in. Right. And I mean, what's interesting is the same is true of everyone. Everyone's excited that there's just a copy of that game there. And most of our folks will tell us, especially at the conventions, well, I've already played this, right? I love this game or, Hey, I played it and I want my friend to play it. And this is the easiest way for me to sit here and be like, Hey, I'm buying this and I'm just giving them this cart. Right. It's like, go play X, Y, Z. Right. Um, and just seeing, Seeing that breadth, because yeah, like when I first came into the company, I sort of expected it to be like, oh, I bet our age, I bet our demographics probably skews male, probably a little older, like I said, around our age, like 38, mm-hmm. pushing 40, right? Like we we mm-hmm. remember the world before the internet, blah, 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 <laughs> elder millennials. Um, yep. <laughs> but being just amazed, getting to see, obviously, the sales data of just everyone be like, oh, oh, we are hitting all sorts uh, of demos here. Um, and as obviously a, a retail person, that's, that's super exciting for me. That, Cause that means I have a lot of folks I can reach out to and a lot of folks that we can obviously appeal to for, through a variety of different things. Um, but yeah, the PAX trips are always the most entertaining customer wise. Cause yeah, you just get to see folks from all over the country at that point, not just like, Oh yeah, we're in Seattle and we're not based in Seattle, but like, Oh, we flew in from (laughs) XYZ place. (laughs) And now it's like, cool. We're connecting with our effectively our worldwide fan base at that point. And just seeing that passion for physical media, like spread out, not just in folks who grew up on the lion King on VHS, right. But folks who were obviously have never seen a rewind button in their life being super stoked <laughs> for the fact that like, Oh, I have, I'm holding this copy of Knights of the Republic, like on the switch. And I can sit here and be like, this can be on my shelf and I can play it now. Right. Um, that's, that's super cool for us. Right. And I mean, it, it bodes well for where we think our future is going forward. Um, being able to sit there and, and meet the needs of those very passionate folks who care very deeply about games, who see them as more than just, you know, like, Oh, Hey, it's something I play and I'm done with. Right. It's like, no, Hey, I, I like this, this medium. I, I enjoy this, this piece of work, whatever that is being able to then hold on to that and be able to pass that along to folks. One of the most normal morning routines is a bowl, some milk, some cereal. 
what <laughs> changes as you get older is you might want to modify what you're putting into that bowl with the milk. If you suddenly want to cut back on sugar or you want to add more protein, you're thinking about fitness goals, but you don't want to give up the deliciousness of what you're putting in that bowl, you might want to think about Magic Spoon. Uh, because with Magic Spoon, you get all those flavors you love, high protein, less sugar, and as someone with kids, the idea that I can show them that these cereals can have all of these things and you can think about what's in your body every morning seems really good. Magic Spoon comes in a variety pack of four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. This pack has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and four to five grams of net carbs. Only 140 calories a serving, it's high protein, has zero grams of sugar, keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free. And look, you put peanut butter in anything, I'm there, which is why that's my favorite one and I'm hiding it from my children. You can go to magicspoon.com remap to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code remap at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, start the new year off right with a delicious bowl of high-protein cereal at magicspoon.com remap and use the code REMAP to save $5 off. Thanks to Magic Spoon for sponsoring this episode. Hey, REMAP Radio listeners, Rob here. You know... The time was I'd come up with a meal plan for the entire week, and then I'd trawl through the grocery stores, making sure I had everything I needed, right on budget, to make those home-cooked meals. Unfortunately, times have changed, and speaking of time, I don't have quite as much of it as I used to. You know, there's a podcast empire to be overseen. But I can't just order fast food and pizza delivery every night. My budget, and unfortunately, my increasingly delicate stomach won't allow it. Fortunately for folks in the same boat as me, there's Factor. Factor gives you 35 options each week to make meal planning easy, and not just for dinner. They have breakfast foods and snacks covered as well. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. But it's just as convenient delivering the food you need right to your door. And now, if you head to factormeals.com remap50 and use code remap50 to get 50% off, that's, right, that's code REMAP50 at factormeals.com slash REMAP50 to get 50% off. And now you can head to factormeals.com slash REMAP50 and use code REMAP50 to get 50% off. That's code REMAP50 at factormeals.com slash REMAP50 to get 50% off. Yeah, I mean, I see this in, in even just small ways with my kids who my, my oldest, she uh, got one of my hand me down switches when she was taking my like she was taking my switch OLED all the time. And I was like, OK, fine. Let me open up this drawer full of stuff like you can have the old launch switch. And she was obviously she doesn't know the difference in like mm-hmm. a display technology. So she was just over the moon to have like her her own thing. And then when she realized at a certain point, you know, I for a while I had my account on there so that she could just download whatever I got through mm-hmm. work. And that meant that covered a lot of potential stuff she was interested in, a lot of Nintendo games. Um and then at a certain point, we went to the library and, hey, if you've ever gone to the library to, like, rank games, a number of libraries have surprisingly robust and modern and more or less, like, they're, like, a month behind. But, like, a lot of good shit's happened at the library if you haven't been to one in a while. Just putting it out there. And she was able to have that kind of limited, like, that kind of, because the library, I think, as a lot of retail storefronts kind of go by the wayside weirdly the library Mm -hmm. becomes sort of like the stand-in for that that experience of just browsing through things and kind of letting your mind wander and experiment and when she said wait do they have video games here it's like probably and we found them and like her eyes bugged out when she saw an entire shelf of these games she could go through and you know she's you know seven so a lot of it doesn't really apply to her or has too much reading but they had Minecraft at one point, and she already has Minecraft on her iPad. 
Um, like that's where she usually plays it. But she's like, wait, it's on this little this little thing. And since then, like for her birthday and Christmas, like when I see that a game has stuck with her, where it's not just a passing interest, but it is a game that she really uh, enjoys, I end up doing the thing that us elder millennials are doing, which is just like, here's a physical version of that. And then she gets to put it in a little slot mm-hmm. in her, you know, in her case. And when I was in Wisconsin, we went up with some neighbors and and, and my kids' best friends. And uh, they were comparing the carts that they had in their little slot. And like, it was just like, it's a little thing. Does it mean that like physical is coming back baby to video games? But I, <laughs> but I think it goes to show what you're talking about, which mm-hmm. is at the end of the day, wherever all this goes, there is something about, and probably always, always will be something about, just because of the way we are, our bodies work and touch. Like there is something about having a physical manifestation of something that we're interested in. And I, I think there will continue to be that in unexpected, like we can't necessarily predict what these younger generations, what they're going to respond to. They could turn games into vinyl in a way that would surprise us, you know, 20 mm-hmm. years from now um, that you just can't know at the moment when, and folks like yourself are at least on the tip of the spear of figuring out w- what's happening in that, these transition periods um, along the way. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely one of those things where I, I would like to believe there are people far smarter than myself who also work at the company <laughs> who were able to sit here <laughs> and, 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 and really prognosticate a bit better than I could for sure. Uh, but it's one of those things where we think that, yeah, that because of that feeling there, right. What you described with, with your kid and, and obviously what I, I luckily get to see at the convention scene and at the store and just hearing stories from obviously the different stores we we've partnered with. Right. Uh, there is something very special about that, that, that moment of just holding something and be able to, to, to do something with it. Right. Um, I remember when I was uh, getting the store layout set and talking to my team and being like, hey, guys, this is how we I was like, I want this to be the most touchy feely store that mm-hmm. you can you can you, you, I want people, customers and people to feel free to pick up and touch anything. Right. Because that connection point is sort of where the magic is. Right. Of just being able to sit there and be like, hey, yeah, like this, that thing you're looking at. No, go ahead. Pick it up. Take a look at it. Right. No, let your kid pick that up. That's totally fine. Right we live in a world where we tell kids to put their hands in their pockets and just be like, Hey, just be, be chill, be cool. And mm-hmm. I, I tell every parent that comes through, I'm like, Hey, no, let, let your kid walk around. Um, we want to, it's interesting that you mentioned sort of the library, the, the feeling of being able to browse, right. That's something that we definitely try to cultivate at, at, at that brick and mortar store. It's just like, Hey, no, like you come in, you can chat with my team. You can chat with me if I'm there. Right. You can wander around the store. We have folks who come in and just hang out and just sit there we have folks who sit there and come in and go, Hey John, I know, uh, you know what I've been looking for. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I know you're looking for this game, this game, this game. <laughs> it's like, have you got it? And I was like, yeah, I got it. I set it aside in the back for you. You're welcome. Right. Like <laughs> it's all good. I, I know you're looking for this box 64 cart and you're a cool dude. So like, I got you covered. You're fine. Um, but yeah, just sitting there and, and we're wanting to create not just a, a store. Cause I, I'd like to believe on some level making a store successful, whether it's video game or otherwise, as long as you're selling a product that people want, it's relatively easy. The product will sell itself most of the time, right? Mm-hmm. We're trying to create a community space. We're trying to create a place where people can feel comfortable bringing their kids, just hanging out, right? Being able to take time and like sort of share in that ideally shared joy of like our medium that we're all a part of in one way or another, right? And so far for us, that's been a success. And that's that's been exciting to see because it lets us know, hey, that this this works, right? This is a thing that people that we would love to see grow in one way or another. Right. And, and hopefully if things continue to go, go the way we're going, maybe, maybe we'll see more of that. Uh, but in the meantime, just being able to have, have that spot and see the love of games and the love of just that culture, right. Whether it's shared through parents, whether it's kids coming through, whether it's our fans, just being like, Oh my God, I've been looking for this blaster master zero for like (laughs) six months and you guys have it. It's like, yeah, I do. It's sick, right? Here you go. <laughs> Enjoy. Um, that's that's a cool experience. That's a cool thing to be able to do, and a cool thing to be able to build out. Uh, and I'm I'm lucky that that LRG uh, gives me the opportunity to do do stuff like that on the reg. <laughs> See the uh, the extreme of that. When I was a kid, uh, Funko Lands were like all over the Midwest. Like oh, yeah. that was like one of the predominant uh, uh, game stores, um, and the one. 
Yeah, they were. This one was an outdoor mall, um, the the one that was nearest that we would go to all the time. Um, but they eventually had to put up a sign that said, <laughs> "I don't remember the text. I was a kid, but it was like essentially like we're not a babysitting service because like parents would like drop their kids mm-hmm. off, you know, say, hey, can they try this game? And like you know, they'd have like you know, 15, 30 minute timers on these different kiosks before mm-hmm. you had to turn it over, and you'd see parents just like." Set them up with the game, walk out the front door, like try and get some shopping done around the corner and come back. And eventually they had to start uh, 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 clamping down on that because the teenagers running the Funko Land were not necessarily equipped to be dealing with the tantrum from, you know, like a 10 year old that got mad at a game. <laughs> as someone with 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 roots in old school GameStop, EB games. Um, yes. No, I, I definitely have had our fair share of the of the the lovely handwritten and sharpie note on the window please uh, don't leave your child unattended <laughs> um i luckily have not we i knock on wood we've not had that issue mm-hmm. at the retail mm-hmm. store in carry which mm-hmm. is nice parents bring in it's a shared experience um that being said we did have this one uh what i would only call a pack of middle schoolers oh. i mean like middle school like you know young middle school kids uh, oh yeah like listen small groups fine but at some point they hit like a, a level of them a number uh-huh that it's like uh-huh. all of a sudden it's like oh this is like watching wild animals just run through and we definitely and also and also they, they could take me like the, exactly. there's too many of them there's like, too many of a them. couple couple of middle schoolers i got yeah. it like i, like, I, I, I you, but like uh, nine or ten a, of them they're, that are taking me out <laughs> like like two that's one for each arm i'm fine right <laughs> you get like over five it's like oh no yeah like yeah. they could yeah. rob me, I think. Mm. Like, and <laughs> yeah, that was that was a fun night because they were just running around. And I'm like, you guys are old enough not to be doing this. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, where are your adults? And then all of a sudden, uh, a dad in a ball cap comes in. All right, boys, birthday time's over. And I was like, birthday time? Like, what is? <laughs> Thank you for shopping. What? What? What happened oh, here? That is delightful. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad to know that 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 is still possible, uh, even as in smaller doses than it was in in the '90s. <laughs> the dream is still alive. You can still mm-hmm. go to a game mm-hmm. store and <laughs> just and scare cause scare the people with an, with enough enough children running around. Do um, you know, do you now working at Lindoron Games? You've been there for a couple of years. Uh, what were your habits like with physical? Me- like, did you were you like many of us in which? I'm going increasingly digital. I didn't quite realize it. I, what were your ha- your own relationship with physical media before you then signed up with a company that specializes that was, in it? Was all and about is, it. <laughs> and is and is there a pressure? To like, are we are we calling out people in the office if they're like signing things up digitally instead of buying a physical? Like, oh, uh, you do know they put out a 4K of that. Like, you don't have to get it on iTunes. I, I like, hey, but I'm, I, <laughs> I don't judge anyone's movie habits. Uh, you know, like here, just mm-hmm. listen, just, just like, Hey, if you, however you want to consume your films, consume your films, just, you know, <laughs> make sure it's a wide, wide selection, expand mm-hmm. your mind. Um, but no, it's my own personal, before I, I joined LRG, um, I found myself doing what I think a lot of us did, which was, yeah, slowly shifting to, to a digital purchase setup. Right. Cause it's like, okay. Uh, I was someone who, old habits died hard even after long i had left you know uh, game retail before I, I, I came back um i liked i liked att- occasionally attending the quote midnight launch of just like hey you know what it's a bunch mm-hmm. of people we're here we're excited for whatever game it is that night and yeah let's do the thing um but as i got progressively older and midnight kept seeing like a later and later <laughs> time i was uh-huh. like what if i just downloaded this and it was set my system time to west coast or somewhere else uh-huh, New Zealand, uh-huh. and all of a sudden <laughs> i'm playing this now at a brisk 7 p.m fantastic mm-hmm. for me <laughs> um but yeah no so, like i found myself doing that and, and where i eventually landed uh with my games as well as my movie collection um was like i started buying stuff that i cared deeply about where it's like hey like no this this movie matters to me on some level, whether it's because I, I really love it or whether it's one that like, hey, I think this movie's good, but I think other people should see it. So like I want to be able to sit there and be like, hey, you get to take the disc, right? <laughs> you get to sit here and 
maybe it's a bad disaster of a movie, but I'm like, no, no, you need to like, everyone should own a copy of the room, right? It's a, it's not a great movie, but you should be able to sit there and give someone a copy of the room. Be like, you should watch this film. <laughs> and so sit there and, and have that, like my, my comic collection, my games, my movies became reflections of, Hey, like this is, this is the stuff that like, I want to not necessarily show off, but as much as be like, Hey, this is, this is the stuff that I'm into. This is the stuff that I have like emotional connections to. And it, it's a good conversation starter. People see like David Ayer's suicide squad on your shelf and they're like, excuse me. Why is, why is that there? And I was like, well, let me tell you, I have something like, you know, you sit there and people are just like, huh? and you're like, yeah, no, we're going to congratulations. You've now started a 40 minute conversation. Let's, let's mm-hmm, go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they see like a boxed copy of like transistor, you know, on your shelf and they're like transistor, not bastard. Nothing else. Like, yeah, no, that's yeah that's my super giant game of choice, right? This is, you know, um, and yeah, no, when you, when you join a company like LRG, all of a sudden, uh, <laughs> everyone's like, so you, did you, you buy that game? It's like, well, yeah, I bought the game. Well, how'd you buy the game? Did you, <laughs> and it's like, huh? Yeah, no, I see there's a bit of an understanding here. Cool. Um, it's even funnier when we opened up the, the retail store and then all of a sudden the, the office is just like, so John, you're getting physical copies in of, like Final Fantasy Rebirth, right? It's like, it's like, it's like, yeah, no, I'm having those. In. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, good, good, good. And I'm like, guys, I don't want to be that that guy, but um, did you pre-order a copy at our store? Uh, <laughs> and they're like, did you not order enough? I'm so worried. And I'm like, guys, we have a system for a reason. I mean, it ain't broke. Don't fix it. Like, all you got to do is, like, bare minimum, let me know. We didn't even do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, everyone was like, recently, uh, depending on whenever this came out, like a lot of folks were like, John, John, you got infinite wealth, right? I, I need a physical copy of infinite wealth. And I'm like, yeah, no, I got, I got, I got like a dragon. You're good. Everybody calm down. <laughs> and so, yeah, I'll sit there. And I mean, it, it is definitely a, one of the benefits of, of having our own brick and mortar is like, oh yeah, no, I ordered in, <laughs> I ordered in physicals. Like it's good. I have, I'm able to get the games that I want. <laughs> when you, when you, um, do you order those through the companies directly or is there like middlemen in between? Like when you, when you want to say, well, I want, you know, 150 copies of rebirth or mm-hmm. whatever it is that you're getting for, for the store. How, like, how does that conversation happen? Like what are the layers <laughs> for that? And you said you worked in retail before. Yeah. I wonder if they've, those layers have changed over so the years. It, it's a matter of scale, right? So like obviously ordering for Amazon, GameStop, what have you, right? vastly different scale than it is for our one sweet baby child retail store that we have right now. Right. Um, and so for, for the store itself, we go through a, a middleman distributor in that case, right. Who work directly with Nintendo and Sony because we're buying in, in much smaller quantities. Now, if we were doing yeah. quantities, like say we do for like, we're putting it ourselves, right? Like, Hey, Sony, we're making, we want X amount of copies of this game done for obviously the customers that we've done for our LRG games. That's obviously we're going directly to the source on that stuff, but for the store. Yeah. We're just going through, going through a smaller distributor um, and doing stuff like that. And so that's always real fun because you get a lot of FaceTime with a bunch of different folks there. And they're like, John, Hey, we looked like uh, you're going to want any more of those Mario's. And it's like, yeah, I would love, I would actually love some, some more Mario's. That's super cool. Uh, do they just <laughs> like, do video? Like are the, are these middlemen like, I imagine they're not just doing video games, right? Like they're middlemen for a, a wider range. So of it depends products. on the, obviously we've, we've worked with a bunch of different folks before uh, okay. that don't necessarily want to get into specifics just for mm-hmm. business reasons and whatnot. But um, the one we use now uh, is strictly video games. And I would, I would say effectively video game paraphernalia. So it's like, <laughs> okay. So you okay. can sit there and it's like, you can get the new the new AAA releases, right? And like I said, generally most of our stock for our store is the limited run stuff, but we do want to have, you know, like, hey, when we know a new big Mario RPG came out or when Mario Wonder came out or Rebirth yeah. and hits, right? You want to have at least a small little shelf dedicated. You're like, hey, you came in here for our stuff, probably, but also if you want to pick up the copy of the new thing, we also have that too, right? Sure. Um, but yeah, we'll sit there. And they will sit there and sell all the new AAA stuff. But then they'll also might be like, hey, man, uh, Nintendo or Nintendo's partners released this new Mario Pez set. Are you interested in this Mario Pez set? And I'm like, do I want Pez? Does Pez sell well anymore? <laughs> I remember it being a bad candy. I ate it as a kid, but like, do kids mm-hmm. 
sit there. I, I go to a friend of mine. I'm like, hey, is your kid eat Pez? Is that a thing still? Like, if I had a Mario Pez, would they be interested? John, are you doing market <laughs> research with my child? And I was like, <laughs> I mean, eh, sorry, not sorry. But like, well, yeah, like, do they like Pez? Is that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> so, I would know, have told you yes. Like the the, the kids still like Pez. Uh, historically, is, uh, we have found that yeah, Pez moves. I don't listen, man. I I've once again as an adult, I've tried Pez, and I'm like, I don't know. It's not a good candy. It's it's the it's it's the novelty of the the dispense mechanism. Yeah, like, like it's that, a, it's a that step is, above, that still hits. It's a step above Smarties, which I feel like mm-hmm. is the low bar of sugar based hard <laughs> candies. <laughs> but but yeah, every time uh, we have a uh, one of our. Uh, like in our pantry, like in the section that has like some of the candy, like there are like from Easter and things like that, some Pez dispensers. And every once in a while, the kids will notice it and like their eyes light up. Um, and it's not because they like the candy, but it's and sometimes they'll try and cram different candy in there. And I'm like, sorry, kid, mm-hmm. like this is no. how do I explain proprietary uh, dispensing mechanisms? Because these are meant <laughs> these are meant for Pez and. Putting an M M&M and M in is is not going to result in the same outcome that you're hoping for. Yeah. Uh, also, pro note for all all the new parent listeners: Hey, don't hide candy in pill bottles. Kids start no. getting really confused. They're like, "Wait, mm-hmm. what?" It's like next thing you know, it's like, "Oh no, 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 no! These are not M and M's. You can't have these. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what's rattling uh, in here. Um. <laughs> where do you, where do you like in the, in the in the arm of limited run that you work in? Where do you where do you see this going? Like how far do you, are you able to project out or is everything so chaotic and shifting that it's sort of just year over year, we'll see where we're at. Or do you think about like where you'd want this to be, you know, five, 10 years, if given the opportunity. We, we definitely look, I mean, I feel like with what we do, we're, especially with current conversations, I think we're forced to look ahead. If we, if we hadn't been already, which we were, (laughs) um, I think definitely uh, those conversations, um, would be happening i mean and it's definitely something that like goes through uh, the the entire entire office right whether it's the production the art department everybody you hear stuff like that right the big ceo chat or you know leaks from from microsoft what have you right all of a sudden you're like okay well hey like where are we where are we going right like are we are we good and i mean the thing is right now yeah we are good things have been going solid right and where we see stuff going and and how we're doing effective future planning, right? We see ourselves being around for the foreseeable future, right? Where it's like, yeah, th- th- yes, we all know where stuff is headed, right? That doesn't mean there won't always be a niche or a desire for that thing, right? I think uh, just because Best Buy is no longer stocking 4K movies, right? Or movies in general, physical products, yeah. period, right? They're still good. Movie companies we'll still release those for the people that, that care about them. Right. Um, I'm the sicko that gets excited when that 4k release of heat hit. Right. That's like fantastic. Right. Um, companies like us are for people like me. Right. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, no, like I'm super excited to, to be able to meet that and have us meet that for others. Right. Sit there and be able to be like, yeah, there always is going to be a need or not, not a need I should say, but there's always going to be a desire for physical media, right? Especially games as much as anything else, right? And I think part of our job going forward is making sure we're able to navigate whatever the changes that are coming in the next five, 10 years, um, being able to navigate those waters well and make sure that like we're still doing the thing that people love us for, you know, here five, 10 years down the road. I, going to stuff you mentioned on the other pods before, stability and whatnot right like i said i, I have this two-year-old i came in the running joke is i got brought into the company to help launch the store so i moved into the area had this kid and opened the store all at the same time effectively within the same 30-day period mm-hmm. all great things um nothing i'd ever recommend doing all at once <laughs> um that was a nightmare uh but um if i didn't think we would we would be here for a while, I, I wouldn't put my family, you know, in a place like that, right? It's like, no, hey, like, I believe in what we're doing here, right? And I, I believe that we have a plan and that we have a really awesome future for, like, you know, the stuff that we're working on and stuff that we haven't announced yet. And just be like, hey, yeah, no, this stuff is, people are gonna be excited about what we're doing. And I think we will continue to make those decisions and continue to navigate 
the <laughs> the treacherous waters that is what is an all digital future look like um i think we'll always have an answer to that right and i, I think i think it's always going to be something that folks are excited about and happy to to uh take part in uh well well speaking to that stability notion i i at least have to ask uh you know uh limited run is owned by embracer um you know like a lot of the industry like it's not limited to embracer everyone cuts layoffs happening you know up and down um like has that once embracer bought the company a couple years ago has it sort of just been doing what we're doing before there just is a different person signing the checks you know anything that you can speak to just sort of like how that process feels is there's so much tumultuous you know kind of chaos in in the industry um uh that seems to Seem, seems to have not necessarily uh, going to be ending anytime soon, sadly. Honestly, uh, when when the acquisition happened, um, obviously it was, it was really exciting for us on some level just because, hey, it meant it did mean more resources coming through for us to help us. Obviously, we've been a rapidly growing company since 2015, right? Um, which is exciting. Uh, but it also means that like a lot of us were used to uh, a much more small business feel. <laughs> and, and then obviously the rapid expansion of just like, oh, Oh, we're right, big boys right, now. Right. <laughs> we have to <laughs> we gotta figure this out. Um, People and, with and real break, money, huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like we were in an article. Was it a good one? Yep. It's awesome. <laughs> good for us. Uh, but no, uh, it, we we've been lucky. And and I say lucky because obviously the the industry and and obviously with with Embracer even internally, th- things have been tumultuous. Things obviously cuts have been made at different places. Um, we have been lucky to not have, have any of that hit us, um, which which obviously uh, makes everyone feel a, a, a bit more at ease is here for sure. Um, but it's definitely one of those things to where it does encourage all of us here to make sure that we're bringing the best games to to market the way that we do, right? With with our limited run, the, the touch that we put to things, right? Um, makes us want to make sure that we're we're doing the best we can for our customers because yeah. Like, obviously, everything out there feels like it can be on a knife's edge, right? Where it's just like, hey, I don't know how many posts I've seen across Blue Sky, X, Twitter, Instagram, what have you. It's like, hey, are Mm -hmm. we about to see another video game crash, right? Are we about to hit another ET moment? And I I think you can't work in this industry and not feel a little bit of that. Um, But what's been good for us... uh, despite everything happening sort of outside our, our walls at the moment has been the fact that like we have been doing, we're, we're doing well, right? Like there's, we, we are, as a company, we're fine. We're doing great. And so like there, there is sort of a, a safety in the knowledge of like, Hey, things are good. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and Embracer has been very excited to keep giving us the ability to continue to grow, to, to make sure we're being able to reach out to more folks more than ever. Right. Um, with our worldwide shipping and all sorts of crazy, you know, inside baseball stuff where it's just like, Oh yeah. Like we are having, we are getting the ability to, to expand in ways that we couldn't before. Right. And with the growth that we're seeing and the success that we're seeing. Um, oh, so you weren't able to do the worldwide shipping before all we this were, happened. That was something we were, came, but okay. like the, the, the fun thing is, is, uh, Hey, Embracer, would, would you believe it's, it's, it's a European, <laughs> it's a European company. Right. Right. Um, right, right. And so being able to take advantage of a lot of those resources to be like, Hey, what if, <laughs> what if we were starting to start shifting things around? And next thing you know, all right. Cause an Embracer's origins are in retail. Like it starts, like, I, I believe like go all the way back to the beginning. It's, it's a, the the head of Embracer whose name I'm I'm forgetting off the top of my head, but like goes back to retail in Europe mm-hmm. as like one of the cornerstones. So yeah. there's a there's a certain synergy there for sure. All right. So la- last question would be what um what's well, a it's a two parter. It's an A and a B. A, do you have a a personal physical like video game item or non video game, but but maybe a video game that means a lot to you? Can't be a limited run product. And then B would be what's your favorite of sort of like the physical products that like your company We've done. put out while you've um out. okay uh the first one i'm gonna get a lot of heat for uh i have i have i have unt- i have um i have a physical copy of xenogears for the playstation one <laughs> um patrick my my spoilers my undergraduate and my uh, unfinished graduate degree is in philosophy and religion <laughs> yeah look i love to kill god too 
Yeah, no, I, I played Xenogears at a very formative age that I was like, I should look into this philosophy thing. <laughs> and then I played Final Fantasy VIII, and then things just went off the rails, and all of a sudden I was like, I think I'm that guy. And so uh, those two games I, I have, and I hold them very dear to my heart, no matter how busted, broken, or unfinished uh, they may uh-huh, be. <laughs> uh-huh. Because it's like, no, this actually is what sent me um, not only into w- what I studied, but also uh, really solidified like my love of games in general. Like I grew up, my first system was a Nintendo. I had Mario. I guess I, we're, we're similar age. So we, everyone, every, we had an NES on our house, right? Um, and just putting hours into Mario 3, trying to memorize all the stupid card flip layouts, right? Um, but what made me realize, oh, they can be more than just, to, to use the really ridiculous adage, they can be more than just a game. <laughs> of all the games to say that about, yes, yeah, Gears is the one that uh, really just... <laughs> hey, so Zinnigir's got a soft spot in my house, got big old mechs, you kill God. I mean, what else right, would you want from, listen, from a video game? It's like, do you want to talk about the Zohar? Yeah, let's go, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then out of the ones that we've done, uh, honestly... We did one of our one of our initial ones that we did uh, as a company, but before my time, um, I have an inc- deep love and this incredible soft spot for uh, Mike Bithell's uh, Thomas Was Alone. <laughs> sure, yeah. And I I have a physical, and I also have a vinyl of the soundtrack uh, of that one, um, and that that one just sits on my shelf. And everyone's like, "What's that game about?" And I was like, "I'm very emotional about some very specific <laughs> blocks, like it's." they go, what are you talking about? And I was like, honestly, I think it's shorter if you just play the entire game. It takes a couple mm-hmm. hours. Just mm-hmm. <laughs> do this and maybe you'll feel things too. Um, <laughs> uh, out of our current stuff, we actually did collector's editions for Tetris Effect Connected. And um, because we are a snarky bunch, we obviously had to do those in the shape of the Tetris, uh, the Tetra, the Tetraminos. Of course. Tetraminos, Tetraminos. The Tetris pieces. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> shipping them was fun for the shipping department because obviously we chose to do not the block. That'd be too easy. Um, we did the L piece and the Z pieces. Uh, and so they were like, you couldn't have just done the line or the block. Like, no, 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 no. We have to make this as interesting as possible, obviously. <laughs> um, and just so having those, uh, I do actually have those displayed just because everyone's like, are those giant Tetris pieces on your shelf? And I was like, Yes, they are. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I was like, they go, what are they for? And I was like, for Tetris, obviously. I don't know. <laughs> like, what did you, <laughs> what answer were you expecting? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so no, I, there, there's just the many layers of me. It's like uh, killing God in old JRPGs. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, no, falling bricks um, and emotional uh, shapes. <laughs> We we all contain multitudes, John. Uh, you you included. Um, but uh, I appreciate you coming through, chatting with me, chatting with the remap audience. Uh, I'm glad we had a chance to do this. Maybe we have a chance to circle back around when inevitably, you know, more shit hits the fan uh, in terms of because I, you know, I, th- I think there's gonna be a lot of big moments going forward, and mm-hmm. I think totally. a lot of changes is, is on the horizon. Um, and so uh, happy to circle back and, and check back in when when more of that happens. But thank you for coming through. Where should people? Go if they're interested in all you all stuff. Where where would you point well, them to? Uh, I, I would be remiss, and and the other parts of the company would 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 hang me if I didn't. Uh, if you guys could go to <clears throat> let's get the voice on. If you go to limitedrungames.com, <laughs> or if you're in the North Carolina area, the Limited Run Retail Store in Cary. Uh, yeah, no, we that's obviously our website. We obviously also sell um, not just the games that we do the pre-orders on, but we also have our press run book line. Um, Obviously, Jeremy Parrish has done a lot of his stuff through us. Um, being able to work with him has been fantastic. Uh, we just released a new book. Um, they'll be happy that I'm, I'm throwing this one out there called It's Not All Fun and Games, um, uh, about the history of Midway, and amongst other things. Um, so if you want to know more about Blitz and Mortal Kombat and all sorts of stuff, uh, you can obviously pick that one up on the website. And I think we have that one up on Amazon, too. Um, if you want to, for whatever reason, follow me. I don't know. Um, <laughs> some people are like that. Uh, I've left uh, X for a variety of reasons. Um, no, but I usually, no, you're good. You're, you don't have to explain uh, that one anymore. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I'm on Blue Sky on as Hey, It's John, uh, because my name's John Smith. I'm, I'm not going to get that. I'm not going to get that anywhere. <laughs> uh, so yeah, just Hey, It's John. Uh, <laughs> you can find me there where I just post through it uh, <laughs> and, and, and talk about how 
um, like a dragon made me cry last night. Cause I, <laughs> cause I saw Kiryu break down and I'm like, my man. <laughs> um, it's like, well, that's beautiful. You. That's beautiful. It's like, honestly, I feel- I, I, I'm in touch with my emotions and I'm okay with that. <laughs> there you go. I look it's, I, you know, Especially once you have a kid, uh, like uh, the it's like, oh, what are these? Look at these cheesy Hallmark commercials. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look at these cheesy Hallmark commercials. Dude, uh, yeah, the kids man, going to just, college. I, I, I uh, don't want to. Obviously, you guys haven't released it when we're recording this. The the Godzilla minus one mm-hmm. pod, but I, I that's saw a lot that of sadness. The, dude, I saw the movie for the first time when it did its black and white run, mm-hmm. and I the, the kid stuff. I that that <sighs> hit me out of nowhere in a way that I was just like, oh. Oh, this I'm is the movie to, we're watching. I don't come to a kaiju movie to cry, and I came to and, that movie to, and, and yet, to cry. And yet I was yet, just like... <laughs> yet they got me real bad. They got but, me. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, once again, thanks for, for coming through. Uh, make sure to check out Limited Run Games uh, if you're interested in what uh, they're making. Uh, you can support what we're doing over at Remap Radio. Dot com uh, And if you're listening to this interview, you're listening to it on the public feed of Remap, but we have lots of stuff that happens at the different tiers, movie podcasts. Want to listen to Godzilla Minus One? Uh, you can sign up at remapradio.com and listen to us do that to talk about houses on HOA. I mean, we're a real eclectic bunch. Uh, video games get you in the door, and then and then we do some weird stuff once you get inside the house, um, so to speak. So you can support all that and more over at remapradio.com. Remap Radio.